A Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, episode 224. Welcome to The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, where psychology and business sit down to chat. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, licensed psychologist, speaker, executive coach, and consultant to entrepreneurs, leadership, and their companies. I believe psychology is the key to adapting and thriving both personally and in business. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is the podcast for people searching for deeper conversation, deeper insight, and deeper research on psychology and business, where weekly conversations and content spark rare and profound insight, inspiring new awareness, new analysis, and new action. It is my mission to unlock the role of psychology inside every human touchpoint in business, all aimed at simplifying and harnessing psychology principles, skills, and strategies you can learn and apply so you and your business continue to grow and thrive. Grab a proverbial seat and tune in for insightful interviews, scientific research, psychology-based frameworks and reflections, and answers to thought-provoking questions so you can learn and leverage psychology for yourself and your business. Welcome to Q&A Sunday with Dr. Yishai. This week on the Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, I had Xander Sprague, licensed professional clinical counselor, award-winning speaker, and author of three books, including the Amazon bestseller, Epic Begins with One Step Forward, Plan, Achieve, and Enjoy the Journey. Our conversation was so jam-packed that I just had to share it all with you, which means a double dose of psychology-based strategies this past week. In part one, episode 222, Xander shares how he learned to turn unexpected roadblocks into scenic detours to fuel growth. Xander also shares hard lessons and inspiring stories that illuminate how we limit ourselves and how to turn those thoughts and moments into forward movement. In part two, episode 223, Xander shares one practice and one principle that he uses personally and in training leadership to navigate unanticipated disruptions and challenges to transform them into growth opportunities. If you haven't yet, go back and listen to episodes 222 and 223 to learn how to turn stumbling blocks into stepping stones for yourself and for your business. At the end of our conversation, Xander asked me how we could change our inner voice from being an inner critic to being more friendly, from pulling us down to lifting us up. So today, I'm going to talk about the psychological underpinnings and strategies to turn your toxic thoughts into fuel for growth. Before we dive in, I wanted to share that the Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is brought to you by Adaptability Coaching and Consulting. If you lead a seven-plus-figure business and want to reach the next level for yourself and your business, if you have passions, goals, and dreams and want to continue to strive as a team, a leader, and a visionary without risking burnout. If you have overcome challenges, developed wisdom, and know 
that adapting is not just for surviving, but a core part of thriving, then adaptability coaching is for you. With psychology and neuroscience-backed tools, the 3D adaptation framework can show you how to tap into and harness the way our brains are uniquely designed for adaptation. You can learn to harness and leverage adaptability tools and frameworks to grow yourself and your company. You can learn to become fast, flexible, and formidable. You can learn to hone yourself further, to proactively adapt, to thrive, instead of reactively adapting, just to survive. To learn more, go to dryishai.com slash coaching. And now without further ado, let's dive into how to turn your inner critic into a kind colleague. I often have clients ask me what they should do, whether that's about a person in their life, about a relationship, about handling a situation, or about their very own thoughts and feelings. Oftentimes they're feeling frustrated, stuck, or unsure how to navigate the situation or how to handle the thoughts and feelings that are coming up for themselves. Instead of just providing an answer, as if I have some magical solution to their challenges that maybe they've never been able to figure out themselves, I ask questions and we dig deeper into their thoughts and feelings. We embark on an expedition to understand more deeply what's going on, both internally for them and between them and the people around them or their environment or their situation. Not just to learn more about the situation, but because in all honesty, I'm never going to have all the details. And also, it's really important for them to get more deeply and effectively and clearly in touch with what's going on in their own mind and heart. More often than not, I see them get stuck. So many people question themselves, ignore their thoughts and emotions, put themselves down for past mistakes, and assume they're struggling because there's something fundamentally wrong with them. Or maybe the situation is too much to handle on their own, and perhaps they really struggle with that experience. What happens is subtle, but significant. I see the pattern all the time. People learn to dismiss their thoughts, to diminish their sense of self, to denounce their emotions, and try to detach who they are from what they're thinking, feeling, or how they're struggling. Sometimes they even had role models that taught them to do that. People around them who demonstrated critical thinking by mocking and scoffing at others' thought process. They smeared it on thick, sneering and jeering when other people vocalized their perhaps imperfect problem-solving process. The bad news is that your inner critic didn't materialize suddenly one day out of nowhere. It was learned and developed over time and through experience. So it's not just likely to disappear overnight. The good news is that it's secretly trying to help you out. And if you know how to listen and interpret what it's saying, you and your inner critic can get along famously, maybe even become friends. It's an open secret that perfectionism and self-criticism really go hand in hand. People often push themselves to do better, to work harder and smarter by seeing and pointing out the flaws and imperfections in their thinking, their decision-making, their actions, and their work. Sometimes that way of thinking gets turned inward on themselves too. 
If you've ever raged at yourself, called yourself names, labeled yourself as incompetent in whatever language you use, or put yourself down, whether out loud or just in your head, you know what that looks and feels like. That's how your inner critic is born and feeds on a steady diet of self-diminishing to become a toxic, self-whipping taskmaster. But that's where the two things get mixed up, which is also where the work and the magic happens in the room with my clients. When you can see the point, the purpose of critical thinking, its benefits and its important, helpful use cases, you can channel them in ways that are really powerful, empowering, and effective. When you can notice critical thinking drift into unhelpful territory, into becoming your inner critic, you can learn to guide it back on course. In other words, critical thought is not inherently toxic. It's incredibly useful to solve problems, make improvements, and fuel growth. In fact, critical thinking is really useful in science, in research, in discovery, in learning and understanding the world around us. But when it runs rampant and rampages all over your self-confidence and sense of self, the consequences can be devastating. So how can you undo the damage? And what can you do to guide your critical thinking back to being helpful so it doesn't just remain your inner critic? I'm going to share two simple mindset shifting strategies to help you do just that. But before I talk about the two mindset shifting strategies, I need to circle back to a very important point because both strategies are based on one foundational principle. Critical thinking is not inherently toxic. It's operating from a place of learning. Having learned from your experiences and people around you, about yourself and how to push you to work harder, smarter, and do better, which doesn't mean it always does it in the most pleasant or helpful way, but it is designed to do that. Our brains are incredible at learning, and because we learn so well, we rely heavily on what we've learned to help us accomplish our goals and achieve our dreams. So here are the two strategies. Strategy number one, remind yourself that you don't have to take your thoughts and feelings or your inner critic literally, but it might be important to take all of it seriously. If you want your inner voice to be less harsh, start by being more patient, kind, and curious with it and with yourself. Instead of taking whatever your thoughts and feelings dish out at face value, slow down, try to hold off on making assumptions and dig a little deeper. Stop treating your inner critic like a heckler chucking insults and rotten tomatoes at you. Start inviting it to sit down, grab a drink, and engage it in meaningful conversation around how it's trying to help you get what you want, how it's trying to help you hit your goals, and how it's trying to help you reach for your dreams. A simple question you can ask yourself is, what is your inner critic? What are your thoughts, your feelings, your inner voice? What are they all trying to do for you? Be aware that you might be getting wrapped up in what it's doing to you 
instead of what it's trying to do for you. And that's like being caught out in the rain and getting worked up over being wet without taking the time, being intentional, figuring out and taking the steps to prevent yourself from getting totally soaked and figuring out how to get yourself dry again. Once you establish some two-way communication with your inner voice, you can actually start to guide and coach it, teaching it how to inspire, motivate, and direct you to make the course corrections that it is so well adapted to do. Instead of trying to diminish, dismiss, denounce, or detach from it, invite your inner voice out to dinner. Treat it kindly, gently, and with curiosity. And before we go on to mindset shifting strategy number two, I'm going to circle back and return to the foundational principle I mentioned before. And I know I'm repeating myself a lot today, which is intentional because so many people, and myself included sometimes, struggle to take to heart what I'm talking about. Critical thinking is not inherently toxic. Your inner critic is not trying to drag you down to the ground. I hear that phrase so often. People vilify their inner critic as if it was hatched in some dark pit and forced its way into their skull while they were sleeping just to cut them down every chance it gets. But here's the thing. If you treat your inner critic as uninvited, unwelcome, and unwanted, it is going to treat you in kind. When was the last time someone rejected you, criticized you, and pushed you away repeatedly with the result that you genuinely enjoyed their company and really wanted to just spend time together hearing and sharing and talking about what each of you has to say? On the flip side, when someone invites you over, treats you as a welcome and esteemed guest, takes a genuine interest, and is really invested in you, How do you think and feel about them? So here's the second strategy. Whenever your inner critic comes knocking, give it the royal treatment. Welcome it as an esteemed guest. Treat it as a guardian angel sent to guide you and show genuine curiosity and investment in what it has to say, like a scientist uncovering a new species. It may be easier said than done, I know it takes a lot of practice and effort, especially at first. Sometimes you may find you need some support to chip away at how you learned to relate to your inner voice and make significant change. Whether you choose to enlist friends, family, mentors, peers, or professional support, it can make a world of difference. To recap, I talked today about the psychological underpinnings and strategies to turn your inner critic into a kind colleague. I shared the subtle distinction between critical thinking and self-criticism. We dove deeper into understanding the psychological underpinnings of critical thought as necessary and helpful in constantly working to improve and do better. I talked about the link between deep critical thinking and perfectionism. I uncovered and talked about a fundamental principle about your inner critic, that it's secretly trying to help you. And I shared two strategies to help you start to shift your mindset when your inner critic comes knocking. First, to take it seriously, but not literally at face value. And second, to give it the royal treatment. 
The goal is to create a more productive, cooperative, and effective internal conversation between you and your inner critic. So start working on your relationship with your inner voice because all it really wants is to help you grow and fulfill your potential. In fact, that's one of the things I love most about being a psychologist and working with clients, watching them engage in a process of getting to know themselves better, of creating an inner conversation that really allows them to tap into how these challenging, tough, sometimes even critical parts of themselves are really trying to help them accomplish and achieve and fulfill their potential. And being a part of that process is like watching magic unfold in front of my own eyes. And on that note, I'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us today on The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai. If you enjoyed today's episode, take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It helps grow the show and gives more people like you the ability to learn and grow. You can also click the share button to share today's episode directly with someone you know who would enjoy it. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast artwork is made by Sam Barkadari, show notes by Yishai Barkadari, and music by www.purple-planet.com. The advice and opinions of the host and guests are our own. I'm a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with either the guest or the listener. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thank you for listening. Remember, our thoughts and reactions affect our actions. By listening, we can learn from the challenges others face and the choices they make so that we can make better decisions and get better results. 